Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. When we left off last time, we had the definition of transgender from the transgender community. The reason I read that to you was so that you could see what we are dealing with when we meet someone who is transgender, or maybe we know someone who is transitioning from a man to a woman or a woman to a man, or something in between. The speed with which this LGBTQQIA plus movement picks up new converts means that the chances are high. I speak to some of you who are really wrestling with this because it has hit close to home or dead center in your home, that is family. And even if it has not, all of us need to be aware of this new definition for gender and sex that permeates our culture. Let me read the definition again, so if you were not with us last time, then you will hear it, or this will give you a chance to get it again. The reason I'm doing this is so we can put the Bible up against this definition. I am quoting, What is transgender? an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or gender expression differs from what is typically associated with the sex they were assigned at birth. People under the transgender umbrella may describe themselves using one or more of a wide variety of terms, including transgender or non-binary. Some transgender people are prescribed hormones by their doctors, to bring their bodies into alignment with their gender identity. Some undergo surgery as well. But not all transgender people can or will take those steps. And a transgender identity is not dependent upon physical appearance or medical procedures. Perhaps you are responding to the last part of what I read, this part about surgeries, and you're saying, But that's not possible. Ah, you are sadly wrong. I am not going to read on this radio station or on this podcast what I have read about gender affirmation surgeries from the John Hopkins Medicine website. It is disturbing. It is enough to say some born with male genitalia can have surgery to replace male genitalia with female genitalia. And some born with female genitalia can have surgery to replace female genitalia with male genitalia. I mean, they are working on this, doing everything they can to make this feasible. And if you say, what? I do not understand. Well, welcome to the club. But this is how transgender is defined and finds expression in our society. Oh, and by the way, at last count, proponents of this say there are as many as 107 gender identities. Yes, 107. 107. 107. That is as far as this has gone. Only two genders? Nope. Try 107. Now we know what we are dealing with. 
Furthermore, perhaps you've been hearing about this emphasis on a person's pronouns. Because gender is now considered fluid, we apparently can no longer be sure if a person who appears to be a man can be referred to with the pronouns he, him, his, or a person who appears to be a woman can be referred to with the pronouns she, her, hers. Rather, while those options remain in place, we are being commanded to add these options referring to a single individual. They, them, theirs, and Z, zer, zers, spelled Z-E, Z-I-R, Z-I-R-S, and she, they, or he, they, or just my name, please. I am not kidding, and I am not exaggerating. My understanding is that he, him, his is someone who identifies as male. She, her, hers for someone who might identify as female. They, them, their for someone who might not identify as male or female. These pronouns are considered gender neutral. They are also used when referring to multiple people. And Z, Zer, Zers apparently also refers to gender-neutral people. And you might respond by saying, so what? I will refer to a man as he, him, his, and to a woman as she, her, hers, same as I always have done. All right? But did you know that many of you working for corporations are no longer allowed that option? Soon, if not already, you will have a choice. Switch up your use of pronouns or lose your job. And if you do not believe me, listen to this, taken directly from a company's compliance training for its employees. Even the word compliance says a lot, like comply or die. I am quoting, this is for real, I am not making this up. Quote, A person who identifies as gender fluid doesn't have a fixed gender, and the gender they identify with may change over time. Because many of us have grown up knowing only two genders, it can be difficult to understand that gender is a spectrum, and that's okay. But just because we don't understand something does not mean it's wrong. What we need to do to understand, though, is that our gender identity is important to our sense of self. Living a life that is not true to who we are can be distressing. That's why it is important that people must be able to be their authentic selves at work, and people should feel accepted and valued for who they are in an inclusive work environment where their gender identity is believed and respected. We can do that by sharing our own pronouns, asking others what their pronouns are, and making efforts to use those pronouns correctly. However, be mindful we should not use the term preferred pronouns because this implies that there is a preference or that we may have a choice when it comes to gender identity, when it is not a choice at all. It's who we are. End quote. Wow, I mean, that is almost unbelievable. But therein we see how anti-biblical this all is. 
For example, gender is a spectrum? No, it is not. Or just because we don't understand something does not mean it's wrong. What? Anything more than either male or female is wrong, whether someone understands this or not. And then this. We may have a choice when it comes to gender identity when it is not a choice at all. It's who we are. No, it is a choice that is being made, a sinful choice. Who you are is either male or female, period. And I do not even know what it means to say we cannot use the word preferred with pronouns. I mean, I know that is written in the English language, and I understand each separate word. But when put together, what? I thought this was all about what a person wants to be called. What is their preference? But again, this is front and center in the compliance training at a major U.S. corporation. It must be followed. This obviously puts Bible-believing Christian employees in an impossible situation. I have actually heard and read Christians who promote the approach that we should follow what this compliance training demands. They feel that by asking about a person's pronouns and then using them, we show that person we respect their chosen identity. It is the kind and courteous thing to do and will help to build a friendship with a transgender person that could eventually lead to an opening to share the gospel. These Christians promote this in books by authors such as psychologist Mark Yarhouse and author Preston Sprinkle, but that's absolutely not the approach we Christians should take. If we do, we end up affirming sin. And Jesus often cited as one who would use these pronouns with sinners if he were alive on earth today, a Christ is never an ally with sin. As another Christian author and former lesbian, Rosario Butterfield, writes, quote, This position makes no Christian sense. Does any real Christian believe crafting a relationship on falsehood will give the gospel a better hearing? And is that how people are converted? By meeting God on sin's terms and hearing nice things about themselves? I will mention Rosario again. She is right here and elsewhere. Dr. Butterfield refers us to the testimony of another woman, a former transgender, Laura Perry Smaltz. She is the author of the book Transgender 2 Transformed. Laura, who had transitioned to a man, was radically saved by the Lord, and she returned to the church where she grew up and back into relationship with her Christian parents. Here's the thing. For all those years living in sin, her parents refused to use the pronoun she demanded they use. And part of the reason she returned to them was because her mom and dad refused to lie to her by affirming she was a man rather than a woman. Butterfield writes, their refusal to lie compelled her trust. Today, Laura is among the most beautiful, godly, and feminine women I know. I, Mark, agree with Butterfield and Smaltz, and I will be developing my reasons for this in the Bible, as well as walking you through a biblical response to what we have discussed this far. 
it is very valuable to first know what the transgender community and their allies are demanding of us before or as we give our response. And I am really only scratching the surface. We are inundated with something new every day from those who oppose God and his word. We love God and his word. And that's next on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.